When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Action fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain and Chad Cruz here with you. And Chad, today we are going to be talking about uh, someone we have yet to talk about here on the podcast, and we're up to episode 86. It's, It's insane. Yeah, holy cow. I mean, to get to 86 is is a big uh, monumental thing, but to get to 86 and not talk about Michael J. White is is surprising in a way. It is. And uh, we will be talking about that. But before we get into that, I received some feedback the other day that I wanted to share with you. Okay. From an old colleague of ours, Mr. Oliver Kane. Oh, wonderful. And Oliver has become quite the listener of our podcast which is appreciate, appreciated. Yes. Uh, and he, he does so on his way back from shows usually. So I take that as a double compliment because, you know, those long drives at night could be horrible uh, yeah. when you're on your own. So you don't want to have, you don't want to be listening to something that's going to put you to sleep. Right. That's so true. Obviously it, it, we are at least entertaining enough that it does not put him to sleep. Right. Or, or like want him to drive off the road. Right. That, that, that would be violently terrible. off the yeah. road. Like these idiots. How could they say that? <laughs> right. And you know, what's great is I got to uh, hang out with Oliver, uh, what last year, a year and a half ago when we did the, uh, Richard Phillips, Memorial uh, Memorial show. show. Yeah. So I got to hang out with him that night and we talked a lot about it and, and, uh, I don't want to take credit for him listening to it, you know, Right. more than he did before that but you know it's probably because of me it probably is and one other piece of uh well he had a suggestion as well he suggested oh, that we we uh cover surf ninjas oh my god i was talking to someone about that movie just a few days ago um it, you know it was probably my son because he hasn't seen it yet and we've gone through that whole like kids mm-hmm. martial arts film collection if you will and and uh i love ernie reyes jr and uh, Ernie Ray Sr. is very good in it as well. I was going to say that is actually one that you could probably just sit down and watch with the family. And yes, you know, we, you won't have to carve out special daddy time to watch a, a movie that uh, may have things that you don't want your kids seeing. Correct. As we often cover on this podcast. And speaking of kids, he had one more piece of feedback that his son loved your book. Oh, wonderful. Yes. You know, that's... Uh, the the book that is out for sale at uh, bookhugpress.com is it, it it's a children's book it's a board book and and I've gotten a lot of wonderful reviews from the people who purchased it and I encourage you to go out and check it out but uh yeah it, it it's it's much different than what we talk about here and what we write for the site but it's still uh equally as fun will there be a sequel uh yeah you know I've already written a sequel to it uh, to the book, and I've written one other book as well mm. that may see the light of day this year. You know. All right. Well, we, we shall will see. obviously keep you posted, uh, everyone. 
listening, obviously, and everyone listening that has younger children, that would be of uh, extra interest to you. Or you just might want to support Chad Cruz because you love him so much. Well, that, that's, that's a possibility. That would be a, that would I mean, be a huge surprise, yeah. It, it's a possibility, though. Uh, yeah, probability? I don't know, but possibility, yes. Well, maybe my mom's listening. Maybe she'll want to do that. That is true. That, yeah. that definitely seems like a mom thing. Uh, and so there you go. That's some feedback we have received. And if you want to give us some feedback, of course, you could do that quite easily on social media. We are at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter and at Bulletproof Action on Facebook and Instagram. It actually was Facebook that uh, Oliver reached out to me and uh, we were talking there for a bit. Uh, had not talked to him in quite some time. So it was good catching up with him. And uh, again, very happy that he's one of our listeners. Somebody has to be. It may as well be him. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's it's nice to hear from people that you haven't talked to in a while and and that you still kind of get along, you know? Yes. And I, I always got along with Oliver. Don't yeah. call me Donovan Kane. And uh, yeah, so anybody else out there from our wrestling past who'd like to hit us up, hey, feel free. And yeah, we, we'll probably get the old Surf Ninjas. I like it, yeah. We get that queued up here relatively. So I know Toyman just mentioned it in his most recent no Surrender Cinema, where he talked about another kid's martial arts film, Magic Kid. So, it you know, Surf Ninja seems very much like a toy. Yeah, a toy I think I think we're, I yeah. think when we cover it, we're going to be calling in on on our, our good friend, the Toy Man, Christy Petrillo. And you know, we could even do like an Ernie Reyes Jr. kind of podcast because you know, between Ninja Turtles two and then you you know Surf Ninjas, then you you work your way up through some uh, some smaller films. And then you finally get to uh, the rundown with the rock. Mm, that's a bit. Yeah. That's one we've talked about doing before. Yeah. That's a fun uh, one that we've never got to, but uh, well, you know, what we should get for that one. We should get a uh, Christopher Walken. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, that might take a little longer than getting toy man, but uh, good point. Well, go ahead and get on that brain. Um, I'm going to do my best. All right. We are going to do our best to talk about blood and bone, but first we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chris, the brain and Chad Cruz back with you here on the Bulletproof podcast. And again, we are talking about what may very well be Michael Jai White's finest hour. We are talking blood and bone. This one was a direct to DVD released on September 15th, 2009. And I was glad you, you know, suggested we do this one, Chad, because it's one that's been on my radar forever. But since you had covered it for the site and I know you've gone down this path many times when somebody else covers a movie for the site that kind of goes away on the back burner and you watch everything before that so this was like oh finally i could sit down and watch this whole thing i saw a a couple clips here and there looking for michael jai white fight scenes on on youtube and going down those rabbit holes but i finally saw the whole movie and, and i could see why so many believe this is his his finest work yeah, not only, you know, I would agree with you there that I think it is his finest movie, especially as a, as a, as a leading man, but it, it really feels like it's uh, it's kind of made for him. 
and I'll have to look and see if if he was one of the writers. Um, I I know he was one of the producers for it, but um, it really feels like a movie that you know some actors will just write a movie for themselves, right? And they're like totally badass in it, which is what I would do if I were a writer in a movie in a movie star. But uh, yeah, this feels like it, it, it's it's perfect for Michael Jai White, and he's a different, very different kind of action star too because. Um, he reminds me a lot in his movies and his, in his fight scenes, especially, uh, of Chuck Norris, because, you know, Chuck Norris will do like an entire film and barely get punched. Right. You know, like he Delta force two. I don't know if Chuck Norris even breaks a sweat, but <laughs> in, in blood and bone, that's one of the things you could say about Michael J. White is like, he's so big, he's so jacked and he's so like incredible. He's so athletic that you're like, man, he it's, it's like so effortless looking for him. Yeah. And in this one, he's obviously uh, immediately, we know he's somewhat of a flawed hero because we meet him in prison. Um, yes. And uh, here's a situation. He's, he's at the urinal and I will say this, I'm not a big fan of people talking to me when I'm at the urinal. Uh, I don't need to have a conversation with you. I'm there for some business and I want to get in and out. But if, you were coming up to me to say, Hey, you're about to get shanked. I, that would be the exception to the rule. Like, yes, please let me know that, you know, somebody's about to come kill me. I will accept that conversation at the urinal each and every time. Yeah. It's important to know that, you know, when you're in prison, like you got to have eyes in the back of your head, you got to keep your head on a swivel. And, uh, and, uh, Mr. Isaiah bone here, as we meet him, he's standing there, he's taking a piss. He, and, uh, another, prisoner as you say comes up and says hey somebody's about to come and shank your ass yeah and, and it's not just anybody no no it is is kimbo slice yes uh just know. one of many of like the combat sports familiar faces that we will see as this movie goes on the first and, of many and kimbo has one of what i would consider the juiciest beards i've ever seen oh, dude, it's just a, mm. it's just dripping with it's moist for sure sweat or what what's going on there I don't know. Do you think they maybe, spritz it? Maybe they make soul glow sh- for uh, for beers. Ooh, that's a good idea. That, I bet there's a niche market for that. I'm pretty sure there's probably we'll we'll have to ask uh, Ryan Campbell next time we have him on. Yeah, he's got a good beard. He, he's got the beard, so I'm sure he's got all yeah. sorts of products. Uh, but yeah, you know they think they're gonna get the up on uh, on bone, but no, he he tells them you got to the count of five, and you know they just kind of laugh it off because there's they got the numbers advantage. Right. And uh, he just starts going to town. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. We get to see them. They, they pay off the guard. They all pull out their little shivs or whatever, you know, their little uh, makeshift knives. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm, essentially they all get stabbed with those same knives. <laughs> but they get the shit kicked out of them. It's, Live it's like, by the shiv, die by the shiv, as, as they say in prison. That, that's your motto, by the way. I've, yeah, I've heard you say that a number of times. A number of times, but, yeah. But you know what? This is a great opening scene. You know, you want to have that that kind of James Bond sequence at the beginning of the film to kind of show what you're dealing with. And this is the perfect scene for, for Isaiah. Oh, well, we, do we ever hear Isaiah? I don't bone, think so. Right? I think I just, yeah. I, I put that in there cause that's what IMDB told me. Right. I think his name is bone throughout the film, but yeah. we really find out who bone is in this first sequence when not only is he, you know, he's like, he's, he's a big talker, you know, you got, to, you got to the count of five and then he, he beats the hell out of these guys. And then he's like, you know, tell every motherfucker not to fuck with me. And then <laughs> boom. And, and that's what credits. you want to do uh, for, you know, survival in, in prison is if, if you have the ability, 
you set that standard right away and, and get that out of the way. So I'm going to guess not too many people mess with him after that. No, I, you know, to me, it's like you either, you know, what find the biggest guy and, and, and attack him, right. To fight him or you just bite someone's dick off. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. And now we're going to just fast forward sometime and bone is now out of prison looking for a place to stay. He's in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and he responds to basically just a room for rent sign. And you think at this point, we just think it's random. Like maybe this is the first place he found. And he's asking this lady, Tamara, mm-hmm. if uh, he could rent a house. And she seems to have like a boarding house foster home type thing going on over there. Cause she's got right. a couple kids yeah. that she's foster home uh, fostering. Um, she's got some rules because there are kids in the house. She doesn't want gangsters. She doesn't want guns. She doesn't want loud music. And she doesn't want women coming in and out of that place all, at all hours. So, a strict place, but for Bone, he, you know, obviously, freedom. any place is better than where he just was. Right. It's much better. And uh, while it sounds great, it sounds like, oh, this is perfect for him to keep to keep quiet and stuff. He, he basically breaks these rules within the next, like, 20 minutes. Exactly. Because <laughs> he goes to check out an underground, the underground fight scene in L.A., which is quite a spectacle there's fire and guys on motorcycles they got a dj that's great and obviously we've got fighting uh and bone just kind of in the crowd soaking it all in and then somebody call my mama i was like what the hell's going on here ernest the cat miller playing the homicidal homosexual known as mommy dearest what a what a wonderful character i mean dude i mean if you're a wrestling fan of the last 40 years and you're not a fan of Ernest the Cat Miller. I don't know what to say to you. Uh, it's just phenomenal acting. And what, he popped back up in impact, right? Didn't he I just, think so. I think I've heard that. Yeah. I think I he not. just popped back up in impact wrestling. So good for him. And uh we'll shout out to Ernest the Cat Miller for always being super entertaining. He's, he's excellent. Uh, love his work. Uh, so he's in there. He gets the win. Uh, but that's just kind of a opening matchup for for the people that night, uh, because here comes James and this guy. He just radiates that he's like a power player. The minute he shows up, you could just tell by the, the his ride. He's got an entourage. He's got money. You could tell this man has money, and he's representing the ultimate fighter here on the on the uh, underground circuit. But we also get to meet Pinball, who again this. Guy, we we saw him, Dante Bosco in Perfect Weapon. Here he pops up again. Who knew yeah. he had such an action uh, movie pedigree? <laughs> yeah, Rufio, right? Rufio himself. Yes. So and he'll always be Rufio to me. I don't. Uh, of course, he was he was awesome in the Perfect Weapon. Well, awesome. He was annoying as shit, but he was he was perfect for that for that role for being an annoying as shit person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, between him, I mean, he is uh, he's also annoying in this movie. I think. Yeah. Um, he's a hype I, man. He's a hype man and he does his job well. But uh, the the guy that I really want to shout out is, uh, is Eamon Walker as James. You yes. said he, he, as soon as you see him on screen, you, you kind of know that he is a big deal and uh, he doesn't have to say it. He doesn't really have to do much. He just kind of looks like a guy who, yeah. who, who's got the power and, and exudes I it just, he just does. In the, the, the way he looks. It's just perfect. Yeah, and uh, Eamon Walker he, uh, currently what's a Chicago Fire, right? Isn't he like the, I believe so. The main guy on that, so that's that's probably the rest of his he's, career he's, already. He's, right, he's set. He's in the Dick Wolf family. He's good to go now. 
Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, Pinball. He's the hype man, and he's got a big fight to hype because we've got the raging redneck cowboy taking on the big one, Hammerman, Bob Sapp, who is a legend in Japan. I know that for sure. Yeah, former IWGP heavyweight champion Bob Sapp, uh, K1 fighter, big kickboxer, terrible MMA fighter, no ground game. <laughs> But a huge dude, did a lot of commercials and uh, made a lot of money in Japan. But he is a, a freakish human being. I mean, you, you watch uh, The Longest Yard with him and he's really funny. Um, but he's a, he is, he's one of those guys who just looks like a cartoon character or yeah. like a, a comic book character. It, it really is shocking that he never made his way to WWE. Um, just being that as over the top as he is, like he would have been... Yeah. Just look wise now again. I, f- I feel like that you know that Nathan Jones era. Um, you had some real big dudes there, and they all kind of had a better look than Bob Sapp to me. What was it? The Luther Reigns, yeah, Nathan Jones. They all kind of they were probably Bob Sapp size, but they were more ripped. Mm-hmm. And and Sapp was a big dude, but. He also, I think with his uh, MMA pedigree, he probably, he had a little more to him. Like it, it's, it's not always easy for, easy for those MMA guys to just go in there and lose, I think. Right. Yeah, uh, that is true. So is true. And, you know, Don Fry could do it and, and uh, Dan Severin, those guys. But I don't know, Bob Sapp, not as talented, I would say, as uh, Dan Severin. Well, he destroys the uh, redneck cowboy and it is hammer time for sure. Uh, Bone now is like, okay, I need to fight with this hammer man. Um, but you just don't, you just don't take on the, the champ right off the bat. Right. So, you know, he tells Pinbell, get him a fight with anyone. He'll prove himself. But now we meet before that, we, we get to another key player in this Franklin McVeigh played by Julian Sands. And before we go on, I mean, Julian Sands has been in the news. Have you heard this, Chad Cruz? No, I have not. He is like missing, and he went hiking in California. He's been missing for days it's, now. He's uh, what's he from? Like Warlock or whatever? He's from Warlock, indeed. Yeah, I did hear this. Like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't read it, but I saw like a headline. I think. Yeah. So he as wow. of as of today, as we're recording, he's still been missing. People, I know his a friend was quoted like, you know, he's an experienced hiker. Hmm. So I, I guess trying to give everybody some some hope because obviously the longer this goes, uh, you know, the more likely the story is not going to end well. But our, hopefully it does end well. Yeah, and he might have a hell of a movie on his hands about his own freaking experience getting lost in right. the California wilderness, fighting Sasquatch. It, it could be he may yeah. have found Sasquatch. He may be. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So. Let's hope the best for Mr. Sands. But here he is a horrible human being. Yes, he's just the worst. Is, so we his character can can burn in hell for all we care. But <laughs> the man himself, we, we wish well. Uh, but yeah, Franklin McVeigh, a business associate of sorts of James, uh, he shows up and he's like, hey, I need you to pay a visit to this Daryl dude. We don't know much about this yet, but that's going to we'll fill in that blank in just a bit. Um. When James comes back from that uh, little meeting, uh, he's seeing Bone eyeballing his lady, Angela. And then to just show, to make sure that Bone knows that's his lady, you know, they have to like tongue wrestle in front of him. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a 
kind of a weird yeah. tongue wrestle too. It's not like a yeah. She doesn't seem into it. She's not into it, and she it's not like a sensual thing. And then afterwards, he kind of like berates her a bit, like "Don't you ever do that shit in front of me again," you know. Yeah, so it, 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 you can tell that you know not all it's not all well there between the two of them. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of strange. You you know that you you get the sense that Bone either knows her, has a history with her or something, you know, because yes, yeah, she's, she's really hot and he's looking her over, but there seems to be something underneath that. Like there's an ulterior motive there. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, as this goes on bone doesn't just do things for no reason. There, there's a right. method to his madness and it'll all kind of start making sense as it goes on. We also, I want to point out Teddy D who's like James's right hand man played by Ron Yon, who has been in, any number of things, a lot of uh, PM Entertainment stuff is what I mostly remember him from. Uh, the two, the first two uh, Ring of Fire movies with Don the Dragon, Street Crimes with our good friend Michael Worth. So he's been around the block a few times, Mister Young. Yeah, he's super recognizable. There's a lot of recognizable stars in this, and and uh, just like you were talking about Julian and Sands, like when you see these guys, they all like kind of instantly have like this. Uh, gravitas to them and it brings a lot to the film you know it's a it's a, it's a movie that michael j white could have had to carry a lot of if if he didn't have the right actors around him but he has a lot of great actors around him here he really does and i and that's obviously could be one of the reasons this movie is is uh highly regarded as it is because mm-hmm. he didn't have to do all the heavy lifting on his own he had people to rely on uh bones first fight basically a squash match and pinball is immediately like oh yeah i got something here and it Basically, just it just fell right into his lap, more or less. But pinball's excited and annoying. Yeah, I mean, I would be excited as well because, uh, yeah, Bones' first fight is just a uh, complete annihilation. It's I don't know how else to say it. It's like a one punch fight, <laughs> squash match city, um, squash match city. I like it. He. Um, Bone then asked Pinball about James's girl, Angela, and he, we find out that uh, James set up Angela's husband, which landed uh, her husband in prison. And then since with him out of the picture, he just said, you're going to be my girl. And, you know, one way to keep her in line is get her hooked on heroin. Yeah, and she depends yeah. on you. She Ouch. can't leave. So it's like, hmm, no wonder she's a miserable human being. And not to mention when all that went down, she was pregnant. She was. And and as far as, as far as pinball thinks, he made her have an abortion, but yeah, we'll find out. We'll we'll find out otherwise as, as this movie goes on that maybe he wasn't that diabolical. Um, So now we, we go to the aforementioned Daryl's house where they're going to have some dinner with Daryl, who apparently is like James's golfing buddy. Yeah, this conversation is is, is really kind of cringe, yeah. if you will. Yeah. As as a, as, a, as a golf guy, I didn't. Oh, like, yeah, you didn't like that. I'm a big golf guy, and okay. it just it just seemed like two people talking about golf who've never actually like played much golf. Oh boy, that pisses me off. Oh jeez. See, I don't play golf, so I didn't. I, I was more uh, surprised and shocked when the music was put on, and it was freaking Wang Chung. <laughs> dance hall days could not believe like i'm like because again direct to video movies you're not thinking is going to have licensed music in it necessarily especially a fighting film 
I just wouldn't think that. But here we are, Wang Chung's Dance All Days. But from what I saw in the quick little trivia, they wanted Dancing Queen by ABBA. But uh, they they said, no, you can't have our song. And you know what? I don't know if that would have made it. I feel like that would have made it worse if yeah. if we get, you know, uh, James or like main villain singing Dancing Queen. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, the Dance All Days work better for that. I agree. Because it, it's a little bit more, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to go from like singing Dancing Queen to all of a sudden stabbing someone and beating right. the crap out of them. But Dance All Days, it's a perfect setup to stab it's a beautiful. person. Because he just pulls out his little, because it's kind of like a sword cane, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got like a like a cobra cane mm. and then he, he's got a sword in it. And you know what? Every time I hear Dance All Days, I just want to stab people. Yeah, it's a, it's a great it's song. Uh, so there we go. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll always forever now think of it as a stabbing uh, song. <laughs> I, prior to that, I think I thought of it. For, well, it's in another movie. The hell is that movie? It's got uh, oh, to live and die in L.A. It's in that movie mm. as well. Um, with uh, Steve James is in that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, that it's in there. Uh, so yeah, we've get that. He stabs him, kicks the shit out of him, stabs him again, just to make sure girlfriend is screaming in terror. I think we could assume that she probably doesn't survive, uh, since she saw all that happen. Yeah. Uh, I would have, I would have thought that they would have let hammer take care of her. Maybe he did even, yeah. but you could have said like, even like hammer, take care of the girl. And it would have been four seconds and it would have elevated hammer as more of a mm. bad guy. You know what? That's good, but I think at the same time, maybe we know why because well, we'll get to there. Um, so we get uh, James goes home. There's Angela. Is he gonna have a little sexy time with her? Mm-hmm. No, doesn't seem like that's gonna Should do have. it. She's not into it, and he's basically then. What good are you? Why do I still have you here? That's a good question. Um, Teddy then shows up um, as James is preparing his dog's meal. These dogs eat better than some people. Uh, and we find out James doesn't like swearing in his home. So he probably would not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Teddy and then has video of Bones definitive win uh, before they go to dog feeding time where James has a little fun at Teddy's expense. Uh, since Teddy is terrified of these vicious, vicious dogs. Yeah, little little error here. You know, we get to watch this this video of the fight and it's certainly it's it's horizontal and mm-hmm. when we watched there earlier it was at vertical like the way they mm-hmm. filmed it i mean come on you can't you, make you are you are really into the details of this <laughs> you can't make these mistakes see Brad. this is see this is the difference between a first time watcher and a many time watcher like jad cruz because and you know i've probably only seen this movie one other time but uh uh, I was focused last night. You were amped up last. I was I was kind of chilling when I was watching it. So maybe I wasn't picking up with, uh, as much. Um, so, yeah, we see that. Now we're back to the next day. Bone is playing chess on the front porch with uh, another member of the, the boarding house there, Roberto. He's an old timer, if you will. You got to have those guys there playing chess. Yeah, he's playing chess. Uh, pinball shows up. Uh, Tamara's not sure she approves of the company that uh, Bone is keeping, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm not either." Um, <laughs> so that's a good little line there. Now we get to see some ladies underground fighting action, Chad. Yeah, oh yeah, equal equal time. 
for the ladies. Well, I wouldn't say equal time because this is the only fight. That's true. But, um, but yeah, we do get our, our first appearance, our first film appearance of uh, Gina Carano mm-hmm. in uh, basically a throwaway role here, <laughs> um, just as the girl beating the shit out of the other girl. Yeah, but she uh, she's the one who passes her number off to Bona a little bit after that, isn't she? She does. Yeah, it's the same 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 character. But yeah, yeah it, it is good that they had something in there. I guess you know, underground fighting isn't uh, isn't just for men. No, no, not not in two thousand nine, and not in today. But we didn't uh, see any children, which is upsetting. It, well, you know that that's uh, that may be offshore somewhere, or little people. <laughs> that also. Uh, well, Pinball sets up another fight then uh, with a guy who goes by the name Golden Grill. And again, it's one punch bingo. Uh, it's just, it's nothing. So then Pinball basically opens his mouth and Bone finds himself in a two-on-one situation, which some would be like, hell no, I'm not doing that. But Bone's like, yep, I'll do it, but let's go double or nothing. Oh, yeah. Does it? Here's another two-on-one. It's like a he's running a gauntlet. Uh, and, and he's winning and he's winning big. And the, when it's all said and done, the guy running these particular fights named tattoo based because he has tattoos, I guess. Yep, It's clever, which is, um, you know, a rarity in today's world that people have <laughs> tattoos. Um, now back in the day, as the gorilla would tell you, it probably seemed like a great idea late some Saturday night, but now everybody's got them. You don't have to be a drunken sailor. On, yeah. on shore leave to get one right. of these. How many brain? How many tattoos do you have? Zero. Oh my! Really? How many do you have, Chad Cruz? I have zero as well. But you know what? The biggest problem I ever had was uh, you didn't want to scar your magnificent physique. That's certainly not it. I just couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't like nail down a design. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. what? What do you want forever on you? Exactly, and and I feel like uh, I feel like even today, anything that any idea I've ever had. Um, you don't want your kids' names on you? No, no, I don't. I just don't. If someone was like that, that would I, that would be a forever thing, obviously. It it would, but you know, if like if if someone was like, "Hey, I got your name tattooed on me," I'm like, "Why? You want the is Shaw Brothers to, logo? Is it supposed to be you? the Canon logo? <laughs> Canon logo? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've 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 over the years, I've I've had a couple uh, ideas and. And uh, you know, memorial things and, and such. And and one time I was even at a tattoo parlor with yeah. some friend with some friends, and they all got tattoos, and I was the only one that didn't. Um, but I just couldn't come Good up for with something. you. Good for you though, not uh, giving into the peer pressure because a lot of people would just be like, "Yeah, whatever," and you'd end up with Woody Woodpecker on your ass or something. And that was actually my idea, and I chose not to oh, do it. Okay, well there you go. I was going to get Pinocchio on my penis, you know. Oh, it's like the nose, you know. So grow, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how much you lied. (laughs) So we've got, uh, I don't know where we've got. Oh, yeah. So Tattoo, he he shoves the bankroll in his his pants, which does not prove to be a very good move, uh, Chad Cruz. No, no, because... That that'd be know. more ended up being more painful than getting Pinocchio tattooed on his penis. It, it maybe, but yeah, because you know once uh, once Bone gets kind of makes his way next to tattoo, he just rips it right out, yeah. and, and he could have he could have got more than the money very easily. Could have ripped his penis off. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, he I don't, he probably didn't know Bone was in prison. I mean, that probably was nothing for a, a guy who was in prison. It's one of those things, you know, you you know, you don't know whether a man's hanging to the left or to the right. <laughs> so you're yeah. kind of just picking and choosing, right? You, you don't ask how do you dress in that situation. No. Yeah. So uh, he gets his money that he was rightfully owed and they drive off. But sore loser tattoo shoots out the rear window. But man, this is just this is the life they've chosen. Pinball and bone. Uh, now it's one of our favorite times in any movie because it is montage time. Yeah, and this this montage doesn't so much tell a story, um, but it, it it shows us that Bone continues to to whoop lots and lots of ass, <clears throat> and he continues to train and and while he's training, you know, some of the people around him are watching him, and they're they're also kind of getting inspired a little bit. But but yeah, mostly it's just Bone beating the crap out of people, which is great. Right, you know, it, it's it's what a montage is for. It's to progress time. Uh, again, he's got to go climb the ranks, and we get to see him do that. We also get to see Pinball, who really freaking appreciates what Bone has done because he's making his dreams come true. He was like low level guy. Oh yeah. And now he is also climbed the ranks. He's got a his cars pimped out. He is living the life that he's always dreamed of. He loves Bone. And he says as much. Yeah, he he tells him I love you, which is a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. It it was it was a bit yeah. awkward, and uh, but you know they 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 made it past that. Uh, when Bone gets home, uh, Tamara sees that he has obviously been in a fight and gives uh, gives him a little first aid, a little TLC. Yep. And uh, then, yeah, she mentions, hey, I saw you doing that Tai Chi, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you, you're interested in Tai Chi? Well, here we go. Let's do a little push hand technique. Let me show you this little hand job technique. I, whoa, whoa. I learned whoa. in prison. <laughs> and then the next day she sees Bone teaching the, the young boy that she has living at her home, Jared. Uh, doing a little martial arts, does a little bit more chess with Roberto. So he's really just trying to, to fit in there. Yeah. And while doing his uh, underground fighting at night. Yeah. He's living two lives at the moment. And, and at this point it doesn't seem like they connect in any way, but as we find out later, maybe they do. Oh, so then we've got to further establish James as a horrible human being, I guess, because we get the, uh, this poor prostitute named Monique is like running away from uh, James and Teddy and they're in a vehicle and she's on foot. Uh, and that's a key piece here because James ends up forcing the car to crush her between the, the car bumper and the fence in this alley. And eh, she's probably not going to be street walking anymore. Chad Cruz. Yeah. I don't know if I would kill anybody, but yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go with it. She, yeah, she's not going to be, up on her feet uh, anytime soon. That's true. That's true. And so unless she gets her. somebody to uh, do the, <laughs> never mind. Cause I mean, she works on her back anyway. Um, Ooh, there you go. Missionary only. She would just, she, need, could, she would just need somebody to like wrangle the guys in. Uh, so she yeah. paid the medical pinball. Well, it could be pinball. The hype man. Yeah. He, yeah. He is. <laughs> and then, but then man. as James and his, as pal, they're backing out, uh, our, our good buddy Roberto, chess master chess player Roberto, happens to see them. Yeah, and uh, 
and he kind of tries to make himself like, oh, oh, did they see see them? And he obviously doesn't do a good job, as we'll find out shortly. He's got that hat. He should have gotten rid of that hat at this point. Yeah, yeah. You should wear that kind of hat, I think. I got a small head brain. I don't know if it'd work out well. Well, okay. You're right. (laughs) We find out that that Hammerman is juicing. My God, not only is he juicing, he was doing all sorts of shit in that car yeah. there. He was like pounding Red Bulls or something. And, yeah, and, he, and he, he's getting a lot of performance enhancing going he's on. He's getting, I don't think steroids don't work that way. They are, I don't know what he's taking, right? But he's getting like. It's some sort of something. He's getting, he's getting something, an, an, maybe adrenaline. He's getting an injection like four minutes before the fight. That's not how those things work. I think it's adrenaline, maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a. Uh, maybe it's a. Uh, isn't that like what J- uh, Jason Statham had to have the liquid? Uh, I think so. Adrenaline yeah. to keep him alive. Remember when he uh, like shocked his tongue with the car battery? Yeah. Or the time that he banged that hot chick in public? Yeah, in public, that was good yeah, too. That ride, what a rush! Yeah. Uh, so all these things though, it doesn't really matter. And this is where I was like, wait a minute, we're already to this point. Like you know, early on you would think this is going to be the end. He's going to get to fight. The, the hammer dude at the end of the movie, but it, we're only like midway through. Right. And we already got to this fight. I'm like, well, this is odd. Uh, and you know, I know you had mentioned you, you wanted to build up. It, it, he didn't, he gets torn down almost as quickly as everybody else. I mean, he puts up more of a fight, but all yeah. his trickery and all his extra curriculars do not help. He loses. Right. I mean, and it's, it's not that close, you know, um, but it just goes to show you how, how badass bone is. And, and that's, that's one of my problems, right? You've got your action stars, right? You think about Van Damme movies. He always gets his ass kicked. Like right. he gets beat up by a mascot, a guy in a mascot suit or a woman in a mascot suit. Even. He does. And he, he, he loses a lot. He's always getting the shit kicked out of him, but he, you know, he always wins in the end of course. But, and you need to think about like Steven Seagal who would just go into a bar and beat up every guy there. So those are like the two extremes, I guess. Um, and, uh, Michael J. White's kind of on that Seagal kind of on his tail a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could see those earlier opponents that that was perfect for, but you would have thought the the big hammer would have been a little tougher, but he wasn't Uh, pinball goes to collect the money from James and, you know, a little tension there because it's like, you know, this guy's been like your, your champion, your, your main guy. And, but James is rather uh, you know, taking it in stride, invites Pinball and Bone over to celebrate, uh, wants to talk a little future business. Uh, Pinball yeah. quickly is like, oh, no, 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 we, we don't want to go do that. <laughs> but Bone is like, nope, we will be there. Yeah, I mean, do you think James is a smart, smart businessman? Like he sees the potential there. And if he can use his bankroll to just get Bone over to his side, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they do that? You know, that makes right. sense. Which is one of the reasons you would believe Pinball was so wanting not to go because he's yes. like, wait, this is my meal ticket. I'm the one who found him, well, even though he found him. Yes. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, so they go to this party once again. We get Bone eyeballing Angela. And again, you get this sense like, does he know this woman? Yeah. Why is he, you know, because obviously he's got women fighters just giving him, uh, so it's not like he's just horny. Which you could also understand being that he yeah. was in prison for some time. Right. He was definitely horny. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's probably true. But 
maybe he was using that uh, to help him win fights, getting that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she's, you know, Angela again, just, she doesn't want to be there. You could tell she has nothing. She's over it all. She doesn't want to be there. But James wants to know more about Bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he first takes him to the his home dojo. Yeah. Which I, I imagine you one day. I Many would love years it. from now, yeah. you will have a, your own home dojo. I would love to, uh, a combination. Possibly with quotes from Genghis Khan on the wall. Yes, I would love. I, I, I love what James has done with this place. The dojo is pretty badass. And then, you know, the other uh, movie kind of situation that I would love to have is from uh, is John Matrix's shed from Commando. Oh, yeah. If you remember when his house gets attacked. And he goes out to a shed. He just like beep, 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 beep. And he opens the button, the, hits the, the the pad, and it opens the door. And there's just like nothing but guns in there. Just his arsenal. Yeah, and we did talk about Commando. Check it out in the archives Yeah, here at the Bulletproof Podcast. So, yeah, we they, you know, they quote Genghis Khan and uh, shows off his sword skills to James does to Bone. Um, and then and it's like. And Bone's like, I don't, I don't do weapons. Right. He is a weapon. Um, but James wants him to be part of his plans because there is, you know, he's doing these these fights on the street, but there's a more lucrative underground fighting ring. And it's run by the Consortium. Remember when Ric Flair told Vincent Mann the Consortium was him? Remember that awesome scene? No. It's one of my favorites. I don't um, remember that at all. Well, that's a shame. Uh, and, and among the Consortium is the man we met a little bit earlier, Franklin Julian Sands character. Um, and, but you know, so he, Franklin has his own fighter, this guy named price who was played by Matt Mullins. Um, and, but James believes bone is the guy who could beat this awesome fighter named price. Right. And you know, it's funny cause we, you know, they're like, uh, price is killed four men and he's champion and da, 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 da. And we see like a little bit of, uh, footage of him training, but, I mean, he doesn't like. We could have used a fight, you know what I mean? He could have shown us a fight somewhere. Yeah, maybe on like an island or like a mm-hmm. a private jet, like lands him somewhere. And you know what I mean? Like ha- you remember how like cool? Um, there, there's a there's a certain movie out there. I some of our fans might be familiar with it. It's a Jean Claude film where he he does a lot of underground fighting. Um, but there's there's so many great geographical scenes that are in like parking garages and a swimming pool and all these different places. Right. What a great movie. We should talk about that at some point. I but, think we should, uh, but, but that, that movie does a lot with the geography of the fight scenes, right? Every, every time, every fight scene there it includes what's going on around them. And you could have easily done that here. You know, you make price this big deal by just showing him getting off of a private jet that already tells you that he's high class. Whereas we see bone walking through like a shithole area with, neon lights and and djs you know what i mean right it's just very different so you you are correct but we don't get any of that we just hear about price we do and uh you know so i I guess part of that's good it's it leaves a little mystery but at the same time i I, i'm agreeing with you i like your rebooking of of that uh character show me don't tell me right yes yes um so james uh now wants Oh, before we get into that, he does mention a bone. He does not like people who say no to him. And who does really, you know? Right, right. Because if you're asking somebody for something, you are hoping 
they're gonna they're gonna say yes i will help you with that right. yes i will give you this money yes i will walk your dog for you i don't know it's just something yeah you're very rarely gonna will you marry me you don't want to hear no to that no. question no one no one has their uh dating profiles like i love when people say no to me <laughs> right exactly so Good for you, James. You're real special like that. <laughs> so James now wants Angela to get, so okay, well, obviously this guy has been eyeballing my lady, mm -hmm. so I'm going to get her in there. Um, and, you know, obviously if she doesn't, not going to be too good for her. So Bone and Angela go off to a bedroom, and uh, that's when Bone kind of, now we know he does yeah. know her because he was in prison with her husband. Yes. And yeah, he was in prison with her husband Danny, and uh, and we we find out through flashback that Danny was was shanked in prison by our our old buddy Kimbo Slice, mm -hmm. and uh, as Danny was dying, he basically asked Bone like take care of my wife and kid, and and Bone and Danny were basically like brothers. You know, they were cellmates. Yeah. I think it, it 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 makes it appear that they were cellmates, yeah. and they were very close, like brothers. And and they had already said, you know, Danny had told him at one point like. Hey, when you get out, like you got a family, like I'm, I'm there for you, dude. So if, which is, I mean, <laughs> a little strange too, cause you know, Danny was put away for like homicide, right? <laughs> so yes, I don't think Danny was getting out anytime soon. <laughs> well, you got to probably tell yourself these things okay. just to get through each day. Okay. So I would imagine, yeah. I don't know. I've never been in prison and I don't right. plan on it anytime soon. But yeah, very, very close to one another. And, and so Bone made that, you know, that prison kind of promise like, hey, I, I got you. Like, I'm going to, when I get out, I'm going to make it a priority. Take care of your wife and kid. And Angela responds to all of this by puking her guts out. Yes. She's disgusted with everything. I think, yeah, just that, that jolt, that re slap of reality. Yes. Yeah. She's she just not in a good way. Um, you know, and, and Bone kind of is like, hey, you got to look at yourself in this mirror. I know where your son is. And now you kind of be like, well, wait a minute. So is it that kid that he was teaching the martial arts to? Yes. Hey, how to about be. that? So he, you know, so now we know is somehow he, he knew where that kid is. A so that's off. why he went to the uh, that house to, to rent a room. So he's had a plan. There, there was obviously we could do a Bone prequel between you could what, do. what happened in prison and him going out this whole planning of this right. of of following up on and making Danny's last wish come true and you know really like there, there's another movie out there that this kind of this movie reminds me of a little bit and uh when I say it I think that it'll make a little more sense and it reminds me a little bit of Pale Rider right Clint Eastwood movie people and, love Pale Rider I've never seen it People love Pale Rider, but th but the whole thing about Pale Rider is that it's it's heavily lean leaning towards that he's not a real human being, like he's mm, some sort of ghostly figure, yes. not like a saintly figure, but a ghostly figure of of revenge, redemption kind of thing, and that that's almost like what what Bone is, right? He's he. He literally does nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Like everything he does is kind of super planned out. Right. And, and he's like all knowing basically. Yeah. So he, he kind of really has that almost that angelic feeling to him. Mm -hmm. Even, even so much as, as the film ends, he's kind of like walking off and 
his figure is almost like blurring. Sadly, without the incredible Hulk sad music to go with it, but uh, yes. So, you know, now they have to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you back with your son, uh, but now yeah. they got to Now they got to go back out to the party and just at least play along like they were in there banging. Right. Right. Um, uh, and then Bones like, hey, James. Can wait, I wait, wait. Can, can I say something real quick? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I might have had a little more fun with this. Right. Uh, it's like, hey, when we walk out here, I want you to like. Here walk we. walk real funny yeah you know? like like you're in a lot like, of pain like, yeah you, know? you, you really railed her like i really you know shook some stuff up <laughs> and i think that that would have that would have made james even more because you know james is when they come out there she seems like like she enjoyed it right it's, yeah this is what being with a real man's like kind of situation mm. and it doesn't seem like bone likes that so much but but james is obviously pissed off about it um and uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think if she had walked out, kind of like a, like a cowboy, you know, like the, like she's been riding a horse hard, it would have been real. Yeah, it would have really got to James. So uh, yeah, so Bone, it's like, hey James, why don't you just give me Angela for a while? Uh, you know, I want to have more fun with her, and you know, James <laughs> is like, sure, you could do that because he's hoping that will pretty much seal the deal that bone will then fight for him. Yes. But we'll find out that's not necessarily the case. Bone then immediately does not have more fun with Angela. He goes and checks her into rehab, which is she obviously is in desperate need of. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we, we go back to James and we learn a little bit more about him and his vision. You know, he doesn't want this street hustler life. Yeah. He's the king. He, he has all this, but he wants more. He wants b- bigger. He's a dreamer. Right. So he goes to visit Franklin now that he thinks he's got bone to fight price, brings him five million and says, get me this fight. But we find out the consortium has to approve of any newcomers and they don't necessarily care for the company of African-Americans. And this is where (laughs) the Franklin character gets very, like very unlikable. Yeah, I mean he's already unlikable enough, but he becomes more unlikable. And and you know what? The the only problem here is that it kind of like there's like a little sympathy towards James. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And and I see what they were going for, and by doing this in the film, is showing kind of like that old guard of these old wealthy Euro white rich people. Euro trash. Euro trash, right? And he com- he's comparing them to this like. Uh, this this attack dog, these guard or watchdogs or whatever he calls yeah. them, and he's treating them like pieces of meat essentially. And uh, but at the same time, this kind of makes James you kind of empathize a bit with James. Yeah, and then James paints quite the picture about uh, Europeans going to Africa and yes, finding out that they maybe they didn't measure up. Uh, the penises. Yes, because, yeah, this almost turns into a dick measuring contest. Franklin, he's like, I will whip it out right now and we'll solve this. But we don't get to that. Yeah. we. But Franklin is like, all right, I'll vouch for you. Uh, but you better not let me down. So now he's the one making threats. And also, hey, it's going to be in two days. So Bone doesn't have a lot yeah. of time to prep. But, you know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. 
Boom. I think, I think Bone is staying ready. So there we go. Uh, meanwhile, Bone now gets home and he, there's a police. There's there's a situation. It's a crime scene. Roberto was brutally murdered. Yeah, Fed not- to dogs, they say. Ooh, yeah, dogs. People love dogs too. I don't know why he would do that. But yeah, we we see his hat. You know the the Roberto hat sitting there. Yeah. It's got some blood on it, and the 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 you know the sheet over the body is a bad luck for anybody. So yeah, Bone goes inside and he sees uh, Tamara. Tamara, she's obviously upset, right? And oh yeah. Bone, Bone does his best to console her, and uh, you know even goes so far as to to lay in the bed with her and just kind of just kind of hold her throughout the night because that's sometimes what women need. Okay. Yeah, it's a cuddle fest over there. Cuddle fest. Sometimes, you know, you know, speaking from experience, brain, sometimes a woman just needs to be oh, held yeah. oh, by yeah. a strong yeah. pair of arms. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yes. Yeah, and a throbbing yeah. cock. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. My bad. Jeez. Oh, okay. Both of them then the next morning, however, are awoken to an unexpected visitor. It's James. And he's there to tell Bone, hey, we got a fight to do. And we find out Bone's like, well, I never actually agreed to that. He sir. should have texted him is what he should have done. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been better. Um, <laughs> better for every Well, at least better for James and, and yeah. Tamara. Or Bone and Tamara. Uh, James tells Bone. He was Bone and Tamara? No, James tells Bone that uh, you, you better fight or someone else might be dead. So that's just like, yes. okay. Like if we didn't already know that you had something to do with the Roberto thing with your killer dogs, yeah, uh, you just gave yourself away. Um, so Bone, not wanting anybody else to get hurt, gives Tamara some money. Go to a right. hotel, take the kids. When you hear from me, you can come back. Um, she's obviously like, well, yeah, I, we're gonna have to do this because this is bad. Uh, but I don't want you back here. Then when this is over, Bone, you're out. Right, it makes you sense. Find, you find someplace else. To, you're bringing trouble to my house. Mm-hmm. Perfect sense. She's broken. He's broken most of the rules. He really has. And or at least the one big, the first one, the gangster one. Yeah. Uh, so Hammerman goes looking for Bone. Um, and then uh, he finds Pinball at a bar. And he bounces Pinball around the bar. Dare I say, like a pinball. Ah, yes, yes. And then Bone shows up and he's got a gun. Uh, I don't know where, I thought he didn't use weapons. Well, maybe he lied. Mm. You know, it is his movie. He can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> yeah, and he, he was in prison, so obviously uh, maybe. What's that supposed to mean? I'm saying. Maybe he was in there for, for uh, tax fraud. Which is lying. That's true. <laughs> Thank but, you. But it's lying to the government, which everybody does already. Uh, okay. Except for me, of course. Of course. You're red, white, and blue. <laughs> for anyone who's listening, not me. You're red, white, and blue. Everything you do is on the up and up. Yes. Uh, but now James has found out. So that's a victory for the good guys, right? But wait a minute. Yeah. James has now found out what rehab clinic Angela's at. But uh ah. Uh, Another win for the good guy. Like this seemed like they were just padding the movie they're at good. this point. They know they know they're three. Remember he's playing chess, right? He's four steps ahead. He's yeah, five steps ahead. That is true. The, so you know what? Yeah. You're right. Thank they, you. They do. They do mention that. It's in there. 
it isn't. It is explained. So pinball, or he's a ghostly guy, which or is or he is all knowing. Yes, Bones. Yes. So now Bones like, listen, yeah. So James calls like, ah, do you have her? Yeah. He talks to Bone. No, I'm coming for you, you son of a bitch. Ooh. So now James, like, uh, now James goes full on Tracy Smothers, <laughs> and he's like, "You're gonna fight, or everybody dies." <laughs> Rest in peace, Tracy. Yeah. Um, so Bone does show up for the fight at this swanky mansion with guys with automatic weapons and tuxedos. Yeah. Um. And wisely, he gets pulls the phone and, and starts recording. Um, and basically, James is just kind of doing the classic bad guy thing where he just spills his guts about what he does and what the consortium is involved with. And James gets all of this recorded and then somehow sent to uh, our good friend Pinball, who is waiting outside in, in the bushes or in a tree, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. Something of that nature. Uh, uh, this is a like to record and then send that so quickly. Or yeah, was he streaming it or uh, what, what, I don't. I think mean, in two thousand nine, you didn't have yeah. that. Like, not a lot of streaming options there. No. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, if this is the only thing that's a holdup, uh, I was more wondering about why he's wearing those boots when he's fighting. Hmm. Why the hell are you wearing like Timberland boots? That's so heavy. That's why he's got those big quads. I guess so, man. I my, I got to get my glute and hip game up. <laughs> so, right? I If that's what you want to do, Chad, get um, it up. 2023, this year, year of the glutes. Year of the glutes. <laughs> At Chad Cruz on Twitter, he might uh, yeah. share some progress photos with it's you. glute season, baby. Let's see him. <laughs> So uh, this suit wearing price shows up. They're like, "Hey, don't you want to change?" Nah, I'm such a badass. I could fight in this tuxedo yeah. suit or whatever the hell I have. And He's then, got one of those stretched Chuck Norris like oh yeah clothes on yeah yeah. And then what a what a wonderful consortium member we have here, Chad Cruz. What a pleasant surprise to see Bob Wall yeah playing a character named O'Hara. Yeah, a little little slip slip it in there just for a brief second or two, right? Just for the people. Just for the people. For the fans. Um, we get this fight, um, but it doesn't really end in uh, the fashion you would think the fight would end in. Yeah, it's a good fight, right? We got uh, you got right. MJW, you got Matt Mullins. Uh, they're exceptional martial artists and stuntmen, and and and. Very surprising Mullins hasn't done more. Like he's yeah in front of the camera because he's got a good look. He's got a good look. He's excellent on screen. You know, and, and it's hard to say. He he's he's probably not jacked enough to be a really good bad guy. Right. Which is sad to say. You know, he, or but he's he may, like clean cut enough. He he'd be the perfect good guy. He could be, but again, right? You got to have that that it factor. That's true too. So maybe he's lacking that. So so where do you put him? Right? Is he I just think a, a it, great it, stunt guy? Right. I think if had it this happened fifteen years earlier, and it was more in the nineties when they were yes. giving Eddie and everybody a chance. <laughs> Lauren Avedon's getting movies. I mean, uh, yeah, Jerry, Trent, you know, the guy straight out of the kickboxing ring 
yeah. or get getting multi-picture deals. We don't care if you can act or not. You right. can kickbox, so let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he 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 probably just came along too. And that I wish we had more of that though. I wish we had that situation now where it's just because yeah. you never know who's going to come out of it. Yeah, there could be a lot of guys who are like, eh, but the fights were cool. But you never know who you can get. I, w- I wish we had those times again. But... Yeah, you know, you you kind of miss them, but you also um, makes you appreciate the what you did have. I it makes you appreciate it, and, and you, you know, they just can't make movies like they used to. No. You know, with these tiny budgets, and it'd still be a really good movie. Now you need like, if you don't have like eight million dollars, it's a jack. You know, it's nothing. Like it's right. They can't do anything. So uh, um, yeah, and if they have any budget whatsoever, they waste it on, you know. Bruce Willis or somebody, they just bring him in for half a right. day. And Want somebody who's going to, yeah, you could put on the poster yeah. or the DVD cover and sell it at the Dollar Tree. Uh, so, or yeah. Just, or, the, the, or those movies nowadays have guys like Michael Jai White and, and Steven Seagal in them. <laughs> yeah. True. True. So, James is pissed because Bone Base, he just forfeits the, the match. Um, and this is obviously not what James wanted because he's put a lot of money on the line. So James, it's sword fight time. And immediately most of the consortium guys just scurry the hell out See of you. They're like, this isn't going to end well. The only one who really, I think stays is our, our good friend, uh, Frederick. Is that his name? Franklin. Franklin. I'm yeah. Sorry. He was getting paid extra to stay. Well, um, he, he's Julian <clears throat> Sands. He's going to stay there. Right, he ain't scared of shit, right? He ain't scared. Well, uh, you know, these guys are also very, very powerful, so they're not afraid of going down for this, you know? They got phone numbers in their phones of some high-up dudes. Well, it is sword fight time, and, uh, you know, he may have said he doesn't do weapons again. We, we found that's not correct with the gun that he used, but he's pretty freaking handy with a sword is our good friend bone because yeah we get a little empire strikes back action real quick we do and he gets he gets he gets well it's great because he he does some cool shit with the sword and then he's like whatever i don't need the sword and he just drops it and he just uses like the scabbard or whatever and he kind of plays with james just smacking him in the face a lot and then eventually like you say he he chops james's hand hand off right off yeah it's not good right off that's a sharp sword you want to put that one on ice uh and then that's when you start hearing the sirens getting closer and closer lapd is there bone exit stage right or left i, I wasn't paying attention yeah, uh, and, and so that's done you now know that james is going to be caught by the police and Maybe Franklin, too. I don't know what happens to Franklin. But we do know that Bone then brings Angela uh, to see her son, Jared. So there's a happy <laughs> reunion there. You get Tamara, who's now like, sees this and like, oh, you, you don't have to leave. But he's going to leave anyway. But not without giving her some cash. Right. And, you know, it is good to see a movie. You know, they, they really felt like they had like a connection just mm-hmm. as two people who cared about other people and but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a sexual thing right no no so he he did he did what he came there to do he did good for people and then then it's almost like it was like highway to heaven an episode of highway to heaven with underground fighting yeah yeah he did he did his 
I think he was an angel. Too. He could have been an angel. And and then as you see him kind of walking away, just kind of like, just kind of. Yeah. Even pinball tries to like, Hey, we, you know, we can do the, keep doing this fight. No. And he just walks away. Yeah. But then we get to see James in jail. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's at that same urinal. Yes. Which is got to be difficult when you have one hand. It's hard. Yeah. Um, and then we quickly see him getting Kimbo's still there. He's a lifer. Uh, and we see James getting initiated. If you will. As raped. Yes. Or initiated. Mm. Or yes. ass raped. You don't really see it. It's implied. It's it's implied that he's being He's pushed to the ground. And uh, has forced, nowhere to go. Forced face forcefully, down. Forcefully penetrated. Let's put it okay, that way. Yeah. yeah. There's a. Yeah. And credits. And there we go. And uh, final blood and bone thoughts. Chad Cruz. I think it's my favorite Michael Jai White film that I, I've seen. Um, and I've seen uh, a fair amount of his. Not, not all of them, of course. But uh, I think as, as far as a starring role goes, it's as good as it gets for him. Like that I've seen and uh, it's great. Like he awesome action sequences. It, it really kind of plays up the invulnerability of the character. You know, it, for me, like I like to see my hero kind of get his ass whipped a bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but if you're, you know, watching Steven Seagal beat up everybody in the room, I'm like, eh, but I watch Michael Joe White. And I'm like, that's one big Jack dude. Yeah. Right? So, so he, believable. Yeah, it's more believable because he's 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 freakishly fast, strong. I mean, he's a he's a specimen. So, so he really does look amazing on screen. And and uh, yeah, I think the given the right role, he could be an, an unbelievable. Um, like he could like if he was fifteen years younger, he would be a perfect blade or whatever. You know, insert character name here. He could he could do great work in action in a big action movie, but. It's probably past that time for him, just based on his age. But yeah, that's still... another one. It was surprising he didn't blow up more in the nineties. Like yeah, he had crazy. small spots in 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 movies, but he never was like nobody was like you know what? Let's make him the main guy right. until like Spawn, and that was late late in the decade. Yeah, they did Spawn, and it wasn't, and, he... and that wasn't like a straight up like martial arts movie that like Blood and Bone. Right, and he did uh, Universal Soldier with right with Van Damme and. Both but, he did the two he did he was he was a he had a bigger part in the return. The return is the one. Yeah, the, the return is the one I was he, thinking he, of. Yeah, he was in the original one though. As yes, well. it's just a, one of the background Unisols. Now it, the only other film I can think of that I would probably put against this is my favorite of his would be Black Dynamite. I think that movie is incredible for different reasons, but also great. Um, but yeah, I think I love Blood and Bone. I think it's, I think it was awesome. It was better the second time I watched it. Well, this was my first time watching it, and yeah, I, I'm. It was. I'm like, this is a really good movie. Like, this feels like it felt like it could have been in a the theater. It doesn't feel like a direct to to DVD movie. Um, perhaps Wing Chung helped that out a little bit. Um, perhaps it didn't, but good story. And uh, almost was like, you're surprised we didn't get more of this Bone character, right? Helping people along the along his way, uh, you know, as he went. So. You know, I think that's always the one of the best compliments you could give. Like, there could have been more of this. I would have yes. watched a second Blood and Bone movie easily. 
More blood and bone. Please. And bloodier and bonier. All right. And we will get bloodier and bonier after this last break. And we'll come back and wrap things up. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, action fanatics, Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, as we wrap up another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Of course, Chad, we want everybody to check out the website, bulletproofaction.com. I know I saw you working on another 10 things. I did. Yeah, I started that last week. You know, it's been, I've just been kind of resting on it, just waiting. It's been marinating there. Just, it's going to be so good. You're, you're going to. When that comes out, you're going to want to read it so many times. So get ready. So yeah, Chad <laughs> Cruz has got another 10 things you didn't know. Easily our most popular feature on the site uh, on a consistent basis. But talk about popular, our coverage of The Last of Us. I'm surprised the site did not blow up. Uh, a lot of oh, people geez, checking that not. out. And uh, that will continue. I'm going to be doing a tribute to No Retreat, No Surrender 3 Blood Brothers on Valentine's Day. Because it is a movie I absolutely love. Uh, Street Justice is coming back on the checklist. I binged all of Street Justice now, and I freaking wish there was more of that show to watch. But uh, Carl Weathers, Brian Genesee, what a great show that was. Another episode going to be put to the checklist test in February, and I'm sure we'll have much, much more. You never know what Matt Spector has up his sleeve or the Toy Man, and uh, or what what you you don't know what you're gonna do. No, I have no idea. Week week. The fact that we know you're going to do a 10 things is uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was one of those nights where I, I was feeling froggy and I got a little extra, you know, I was, to be honest, I was at work and I, I was, was working somewhere pretty slow and I was able to watch some TV. So it worked out in my benefit. There you go. And, and, and to all our benefits, once it's up on the site. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned it earlier, you know, we may as well just keep this underground fighting theme going for the month of February because you talked about it and I cannot get enough of this movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme in Lionheart. Yes. That is going to be what we talk about next time here on the podcast. And I just received confirmation that Ryan Campbell will join us for that. Excellent. So we could ask him about beard products. We love having Ryan on. We love talking about his beard. He's got a good beard. And I don't know if he, you know, this is one of those, has he ever seen it? Yeah, that's that's another good thing about having Ryan on for a movie that was made in 1991, or assuming, he, yeah. I think that's when it was made. But yes. um, and because you know he was like uh, six months old or whatever. No, I don't and, think he was like five, but uh, okay. But he was a youngin, and yeah. uh, he 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 wasn't watching those kinds of movies when he was that young. So no. unlike so you he, and I, so he uh, he uh, so it was always good. I always like to be able to check mar- check movies off the list that he definitely needs to see in his life. Right. Uh, I feel as a friend, I owe him that much. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk Lionheart. Absolutely. One of my, you know, 
and I'll, I'm sure we'll get into this, but Lionheart is always that one where I think, okay, what's Van Damme's best movie? And it immediately you think Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Yes. And then you jump ahead a little bit to like Time Cop and uh, Universal Soldier, you could think, or Hard Target, which we've talked about Hard Target. Yeah. But in the middle there is this freaking Lionheart. And I'm like, you know what? That might be because it's one of those. I mean, there's so many Van Damme movies that if they show up somewhere, if they're on freaking Pluto, you know how many times I've watched Kickboxer on Pluto? About <laughs> 9,052. The only right. movie I've watched more on Pluto, I think, would be Masters of the Universe. Uh, but yeah, Lionheart is just amazing. It's got 52 names depending on what country you're in. So we'll go over <laughs> all of that and much more. And we love talking about JCVD. We've talked about a lot of people we've never talked about before, but it's I yeah. like to go back yeah. to one of the one of the cornerstones of bulletproof action. Right. We all we all have our comfort movies or comfort uh actors out there and and Van Damme is is I think for most action fans who who love martial arts, they love like that hardcore action aspect. Van Damme is one of them. Like he's yeah. the cornerstone, like you say, of of our website and of, of kind of like that 80s and 90s fandom. Absolutely. So we will be covering that one, and I am anticipating it already. I, I wish we could just watch it right now and then in a couple hours reconvene and talk about it, but right. uh, it's probably what's, not going to happen. And what's funny is is uh, I think I brought up Lionheart. You yeah. got very excited. Yes, and then I was like, ooh, or we could do Blood and Bone because we right. haven't done any Michael J. White. And then you were like, okay, we it, that's probably also a good idea, you know. Yeah. And yeah, there's no wrong like, answer. No, there was no wrong answer. But I'm like, but we're going to do Lionheart next. Yes. Uh, we're yeah. absolutely going to do Lionheart next because I was kind of like thinking maybe we should go back to Van Damme. Uh, and yeah. I was thinking Kickboxer because that's when I had, again, caught a little bit of it on Pluto. I'm like, how have we not talked about Kickboxer? Well, we, we did just do Kickboxer 2 recently. So that, and that that's, was, see, that's yeah. true, too. See, now you're yeah. thinking like Chris the Brain, and that's yeah. scary. Well, I've had a few drinks, so. So you need to be drunk to have a coherent brain. <laughs> yeah. You're the get... opposite of everybody else in the world. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> you, you think more clearly with uh, some alcohol in your system. All right. Makes no sense, but it makes perfect sense. Cause it came out of your mouth, Chad Cruz. <laughs> and who knows what's going to come out of his mouth next time. We want to thank you all for checking us out. Thank you for listening. And as always stay tuned for more of the book. listening to the Geekscape Network.